Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about Gambit Prime hopes. Uh, My tone has changed a little bit on Gambit Prime after kind of looking over the abilities, and I want to talk about why. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. Just look that up. I'm probably streaming right now when you're watching this or listening to this. That's when I have them hit the feed, so come on and join the conversation. If you're on YouTube or the other places and you hit the like button, the share button, and the subscribe button, that helps me as well. So, why did my tone change? What's going on? Like, am I, I'm a little more hopeful now, and I want to talk about why. First, I'm going to walk through all the different classes and, like, the perks that come with the armor. Uh, and I'm going to be reading those to you here. And then I want to talk about, after that, the solo influence that you may be able to have. But I'm still going to end with some of my, kind of, like, my lingering concerns about this season of The Drifter and about Gambit Prime specifically. So... Let me just first uh, get my phone out here because I have the images on my phone to read these to you. These were uh, these were tweeted, and I grabbed these and read these last night on the Rageless Roundtable. And as I read them, my tone changed a little bit. Okay, first the collector set. This is the one that's white, and this is about collecting moats and sending blockers. Okay, drop moats on death. Uh, moats grant overshield. Gain ammo on moat deposit and send giant 20 moat blockers. Now, that drop moats on death sounds pretty good because you're not losing them. You're potentially dropping them for your buddies. So if you have a couple of these people on your team, it could really help with help with moat management as you won't have to worry about dying and losing them instantly. Your main goal, you know, when playing as this guy is to collect moats. So this guy was the one that sounded the most interesting to me. Now, there's the invader set. This is the red one. Hunt players steal moats. Gain ammo while invading. Improved invasion overshield. Damage bonus on guardian kills. And lock and drain moats from the enemy bank. Now, we're being told that these fourth perks on the bottom, the ones that sound pretty good. So for the the collector, it was send giant 20 moat blockers. And for the invader, it's you can lock and drain moats from the enemy bank. We're being told that those fourth perks only activate when you have a full set on. You can mix and match. So you can grab different perks from different sets, but it does seem like you're really going to want to wear a full set to get that extra really good perk at the end. Uh, but mixing and matching might be something that people discover uh, is worth uh, is worthwhile. So that's the invader set. Then there is the sentry. Sentry is yellow, counter invasion, and bank protection. Multi-kills grant a damage buff against Taken. So if they get a multi-kill, then they're going to get a lot of damage against Taken. That doesn't sound that amazing. Uh, Banking gives health regeneration. You can mark invaders for teammates. And the fourth one here, buffing allies in the Well of Light. Again, seemingly the more influential perk is saved for the bottom, driving you to probably not want to mix and match, but run a full set. Lastly, the green set, the Reaper. Clear waves and slay larger enemies. You can weaken high-value targets. Multi-kills generate special ammo. Gain increased moat lifetime. I'm assuming that means the moats on the ground stay there longer. Powerful enemy kills increase grenade recharge. That's the only fourth perk that doesn't seem to be all that great. Getting a powerful kill of, on an enemy and getting better grenade recharge honestly seems pretty freaking weak, but maybe they wanted to kind of rein him in a little bit since he can weaken HVTs um, 
and get the the longer motes on the ground and getting special ammo for multi kills. So those are all the different perks. Now the reason my tone changed is because this perked my interest. As soon as I saw, I was like, I would love to run the white set and just be the moat man. You know, let me get these moats. Let me bank these moats. Let me send these twenty blockers over. If I lose my moats, it doesn't seem like it's as big of a deal. They'll land on the ground. So when an invader comes over, if he kills me, he's gonna have to be close to me if he wants to get my moats. Right? That's gonna that's gonna add a layer of strategy. If he sees me and I'm white, he knows that's the moat man, and he tries to kill me. Well, he, if, he, if he's not close to me, it's not going to be that big of a deal because my teammates will be able to pick up the modes. I think folks are going to have a style of play where they'll clearly want to like land on a certain style of play in a certain type of armor. And I think that's really, really important. And I'm going to talk about why. Let's talk about solo influence. Okay. One of the dilemmas I think right now with Gambit, like regular old Gambit, is it's really, really difficult to feel like you have any influence over what the frick is going on. You kind of feel like your teammates are a giant hindrance to your success. Everybody's essentially trying to do the same thing. You're trying to grab moats, bank moats, and then you might want to be, maybe you're the one that tries to invade. The reason I think that leads to a lot of frustration is it's very, very difficult to maybe do the things you want to do if you're trying to invade and somebody keeps grabbing heavy, if you're trying to invade and somebody keeps beating you to the punch, uh, if you're trying to bank lots of moats and they keep... um, and they keep basically stealing the moats or stealing the moats and then dying. There's always those people that are trying to get like 15 moats at a time. And that's like really frustrating because they keep getting them and then dying. And then that kind of like hurts your experience. I feel like if you're a really good collector or a really good reaper, you're going to feel that sense of influence over the flow of the game. It, t- to me, I think that might give, that might, I'm not saying it's going to, it may give people more of a sense of satisfaction and enjoyment, even when they're playing by themselves, and even maybe when they're losing. There'd be times that I would lose, and I would get a ton of invasion kills, and I thought I, I felt pretty good at the end, even though we lost. Obviously, it's more frustrating when you're getting lots of invasion kills and your team's still failing. But it seems like you can really take on a certain playstyle and role. You can kit yourself out for it. You can have certain guns and ways of playing with your subclass that's like really in line with that playstyle. So it doesn't feel like we're all trying to do the same thing and you keep getting in my freaking way, right? You can just focus on being a collector. Now, obviously, some risk involved here for solo queue players will be an entire team of people that want to be invaders. Well, you're going to have to make some pivots there. You're going to have to maybe have some other armor choices so you can kind of be like, well, we can't all invade this is stupid and then you have to pivot to something else so an opportunity to kind of look at your team in the beginning and maybe make some adjustments to your loadout might be a good strategy if you are a solo player traditional gambit always felt like you were at a war with the randoms this might give you an opportunity to maybe synergize with randoms even if you're not communicating just by changing your loadout and your colors it's going to be pretty obvious if that guy's red and I'm white and that guy's green we're all going to be trying to do different things and benefiting hopefully from those differences Solo players are still going to struggle. Let's not let's not be delusional here. They're still going to struggle when you're going into an environment that is clearly built around team synergy and team communication. If you go into Gambit as a solo player, you should expect periodically to go up against a four-stack team and to have a harder time. The silver lining and the thing that I'm thinking might be helpful here and the thing that I'm hopeful is that you can have more impact as a solo player than in traditional Gambit because you can try 
try to be a very good collector or reaper or sentry and when you take on that role you can be the counterpoint to what the other team is really trying to do so let's just end with my lingering concerns Sweaty environments can actually expedite burnout, and that's still one of my lingering concerns. I'm kind of looking at this and saying, okay, this is still basically all, all, all you're offering. You're not offering anything that significantly uh, diverse. It's Gambit Prime. There's, there's different maps, so maybe the maps will change things up. But you pivot from that to Reckoning. Reckoning is basically there to feed you armor. So the concern I have about it being a sweaty environment is that really expedites burnout. It's one thing to sort of just lazily just relaxing, doing forges, doing strikes. You don't have to talk to anybody. But Gambit always got frustrating because every game felt like if I make one mistake, the game is over. If if, if we don't play exactly right, we're going to get shellacked. Oh, we just got killed and lost moats. Game's over. There's like this hairline room for error in normal gambit and i found that to be very frustrating and that sweaty quote-unquote sweaty feel turned me off if this is supposed to be more sweaty then i would be concerned that people are going to say you know this is just i'm getting burned out here there's nothing else really to do in the content old gambit may get less and less engagement as well that's another concern how are you going to drive people to play classic gambit are you basically killing gambit here now clint has brought up a really good point on the rageless roundtable what if this is meant to be the difference between quick play and comp gambit prime is supposed to be like the comp the intense the super sweaty the super organized and normal gambit's supposed to be that no this isn't that bad anymore it's a little bit more laid back it's not as intense the boss fights pretty easy it's a lot easier to melt there is the sudden death on the third round now and you might feel like you can kind of bounce between the two and and feel that sense of i'm gonna take it easy normal gambit's not normal gambit feels like a walk in the park now obviously we don't want to see old content invalidated so i hope clintus is right that could be you know a really really good way to sort of pivot between this also could really inform normal gambit I'm just still concerned. I still have lingering concerns. I feel better. I actually, it perked my interest. I was like, that actually kind of makes me want to play Gambit Prime, seeing those perks and seeing those classes. But I'm still concerned about the narrow nature of this season. If you don't like Gambit or Gambit Prime, you're very quickly going to feel as if there's literally nothing for you to do. If you didn't like the forges in Black Armory, at the very least, they were kind of mindless, no no thought or communication needed. Just throw yourself in the matchmaking and grind for, you know, guns rolls if you don't like gambit prime it's going to be even harder just to kind of turn your brain off and do it because it's going to be a a sweaty and an intense environment the silver lining is that it's one round and if they go fast that might make people take on the mindset they took with trials when there were the bounties and you were just like i don't care if i win or lose i'm just going for the gear people may take that laissez-faire attitude and just sort of like "Eh, it's not a big deal you play you get stuff the loot's pretty cool looking and i hope that's the case I want to turn around in a week or two and say that I was wrong and that the player base numbers are responding positively to this, but I'm still worried it's a narrow offering that is risky in light of player behavior up to this point. So we're going to transition to question and answer. It'll be about an hour and a half question and answer. We'll run it right up to reset and jump right into season of the drifter when it happens. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now. Twitch.tv slash say no to rage or throw me a follow on Twitter at say no to rage. As with all of my content, I appreciate you watching or listening. Please like, share, and subscribe.